Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we talk about when we're talking about faith. It's time for another Ask Ed. This time, he's answering the question, what does it mean to be a community church? Welcome to Round Hill Radio. I'm Leslie. I'm Ed. Hey, Ed. How you doing? Good. So we have another Q&A today. Okay. And this comes from one of our members. And it's a sort of a general question. We're going to dive into it. So the question is, what is a community church? Great question. It's a great question because we are Round Hill Community Church. Mm-hmm. So what is it? What does that mean when we have that on our sign by yeah. the by the road? What is this thing? What is this thing? I know. I, and I actually am asked that question a lot as I go through, you know, I go to meetings or go to events in town. I say I'm from Round Hill Community Church, and immediately people say, what's a community church? Right. You know, why is it different? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in some ways, um, we are so much alike uh, in terms of our relationship with other churches, mm-hmm. you know, our worship service looks very similar in the way we're organized. But there is one very significant difference, and that is we are not attached at all to any other church body. Mm-hmm. And um, more often than not, those other church bodies are called denominations, and there are a lot of them in the United States. I think I read once that now we're approaching 300 different denominations. Oh my goodness. So that can be the African Methodist Episcopal Church, or the Anglican Church, or the Presbyterian Church, or the Southern Baptist Convention. But these are all um, denominational bodies. Churches are part of them. And they all have their own style of spirituality and what they call church governance. How do mm-hmm. they govern themselves? Well, at Round Hill Community Church, we don't look to anybody beyond ourselves in that sense. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes us a community church. It's the community of people who are gathered here who determine how the congregation is shaped and what its priorities are. We don't have anybody sending us an appeal from time to time, and nor do we have people you know, with whom we can consult on a regular basis, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. sort of have to figure a lot of things out on our own, uh, though there's a lot of help out there. So I, I try to find a way to describe that in less than 50 words when I'm out in the community, but yeah, that's, that, hard. That's, uh, that's basically what it means. Yeah, so it sounds like... Um, a lot of pros, if you will, a yes. lot of positives there, mm-hmm. a, a handful of challenges in, in that it's, there isn't the, the community, to use the word too much, <laughs> there isn't the denominational yes. support that a lot of other parishes have. Uh, so I am a person who is, I'm a minister, I'm an ordained minister, which means that there was a governing body somewhere that uh, determined whether they were wise in this or not, that I was fit to be a minister. <laughs> and um, that particular denominational body, in my case, is the United Church of Christ. And that's basically the, you know, the old congregational church in New England, eventually mm-hmm. became the United Church of Christ. It was formed in the late 1950s. Um, so the United Church of Christ is, is broad-minded, 
And so they have certainly encouraged my service at Round Hill Community Church, and Round Hill Community Church has been served in the past by two other United Church of Christ pastors, as oh, well as one Presbyterian pastor. So the, it, what makes it interesting here is that although we are, let's say, non-denominational mm-hmm. or interdenominational, because we have a lot of people from all sorts of backgrounds, we do. the fact is that the church has been served by people who come from denominations. Right. So that makes it interesting. So people that were ordained in other denominations have mm-hmm. been leaders here. They have. Can someone be ordained in a community church? They can, and that's a really special opportunity that exists for a community church, this idea that it can ordain someone from within its midst to become a pastor. I mean, that's a really uh, special opportunity. And if you belong to a denomination, the, de- the denomination will have expectations and practices that must be met, yeah. and that's certainly fair. Um, when we're in the process of thinking about one, the ordination of one of our members uh, to a particular position, we have to think about what that means. From, not from scratch, because we've got lots of resources, but it's it's a really exciting thing to think about, that that's an opportunity that we have. Um, obviously, we're not limited to it, but we can do it, and that mm-hmm. that's a really exciting opportunity. That's wonderful. Yeah. So how long have Community Church has been around? Are there others like Round Hill? There are others lurking out there. There so are. A couple of, <laughs> so a couple of... Um, Maybe answers to your question. I would say community churches have been around since day one. Okay. So, you know, when Jesus walked his way through Galilee and surrounding regions and began to attract disciples, then he died. And after his death and resurrection, those disciples had to figure out what they were going to do and what they were being called to do. And they did form small fellowships, not called churches originally, but those fellowships became places where they could find support and fellowship for one another. And they were scattered all throughout the Mediterranean. And basically, they were community churches. I mean, they had, uh, each one was unique and different, and they had to figure out leadership as they were going along. So that's how things have evolved. Now, um, you know, there are community churches all across the world, especially in the United States, and especially because I think that some of those old denominational ties are no longer quite as strong as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be in a small town like Greenwich many years ago. I'll bet if someone met someone else who was new and were describing their church connection, they'd say, hi, I'm, Pres- you know, I'm, I'm Ed and I'm Presbyterian. Yeah. And uh, well, I'm I'm Joe, and I'm from the United Methodist Church. You know, they that's how people actually define themselves. That's happening less and less. So sure. community churches are becoming more and more popular, and some of those denominational churches are changing their names. They're dropping the denominational word out and replacing mm-hmm. it with community. So why are, why why are they doing that? I think there's a sense, especially in the United States right now, that churches are working very hard to appeal to others to, to come think about and follow the Christian way. And if you have to explain first what it means to be a Presbyterian, mm-hmm. that's probably not a really great <laughs> way. You know, you, yeah. that, that takes a lot of explanation. Got it. A community church really doesn't have to spend as much time or energy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that in some ways those denominations have felt for a lot of local congregations, somewhat 
top heavy bureaucratically. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it begins, it's been harder and harder for local congregations to appeal to their members and say, you know, we're part of this huge body and they deserve support as well. Right. To which people have said, um, why? Yeah. You know, why is that happening? Right. The sense that you're connected with many other churches across the world always as a church is a wonderful thing. But people really want to know, so what's happening in my congregation? Right. You know, that's where the energy is. I love that. So, because I feel, is it true that maybe the congregational denomination has a lot of churches named community church? Because one question I get a lot is when they see our church name and say, oh, are, are you guys congregational? Right. Yeah. And Well, I think especially here in New England, the sense is that if it's not an Episcopal or a Presbyterian or Methodist church, it's probably a congregationalist church, Yeah. Um, which now we know isn't true because we have a church like Round Hill Community Church. Right. So we're, we're, in a sense, we are rooted in a kind of congregationalism because this congregation is makes decisions about its future right and how to organize itself and i think that's true to the early congregationalist churches they saw themselves as connected to one another but each church had its own unique personality and identity so um, we're not a church that's part of the congregationalist tradition and we don't belong to the united church of christ mm-hmm. But it feels like a congregational church. Sometimes. 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 Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and we have, um, I'd say we have a pretty special relationship with the United Church of Christ, with the Connecticut Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, the United Church of Christ is divided up into conferences nationally, and the Connecticut Conference has been really good to us. They've yeah. given us a lot of information and help when we've had questions that we couldn't answer on our own. Is Dan also ordained in the UCC? Dan is not. He's part of another congregation, another denomination, and so uh, the Missionary Alliance. And um, as I've said, there's been one Presbyterian on the staff, and I believe there have been others who've been ordained in in, in other denominational bodies. That's so interesting. It sounds like with a congregation-led community church such as ours that it really requires a lot of responsibility and strength from within its congregation Mm -hmm. to not have that sort of like denomination overlord. (laughs) (laughs) But it really requires a lot of the congregation of our, of our actual community. It does. I have heard it said from a colleague of mine who actually was a pastor here in the past uh, that, you know, a community church is only as strong as its leadership. And Mm -hmm. so that the leadership And in this congregation, that means the board of trustees and then the executive committee within the board of trustees. Mm -hmm. That's the group that's really um, articulating the vision and Mm -hmm. sharing that with the congregation, talking with the congregation about it. And there's a lot of there is a lot of responsibility because they don't really have anybody else to really look to. Right. Right. right, So there's a very special relationship in that sense between that group and the clergy and the staff, all of us. Yeah. Because they look to us for knowledge and support and inspiration as we look to them for support and encouragement and collaboration. Yeah, it's a really interesting symbiotic relationship because before, right mm. before I was here at Round Hill Community Church, I was actually serving at an Episcopal church mm-hmm. where, if anybody knows anything about that, when the rector says something you do it. Yep. It's a, you know, jump how high situation. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 and I feel like you have to be both, both executive and pastor. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like in this situation you are freed up a little bit to 
I mean, you are obviously, you're still my boss, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you're still my boss. At least today, oh, right? Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> there you go. You know, um, but it, do, you, do you like that sort of opening up a little bit, that sharing of responsibility? I do. Mm-hmm. I really do, yes. And I, when I think about the way that you and I, along with our associate pastor, Dan, um, plan worship and with our you know, with Jenny, our director of children's ministries, and on and on it goes, we have this great opportunity to shape worship, right? The the way that we feel like the Spirit is leading us to do. So we don't have anyone at the denominational level with whom we have to check. Mm -hmm. And there are denominations that will stipulate what texts need to be used and all of that, and you have to get permission to deviate from that. So... To me, that's I love that freedom of choice, and I think that Round Hill Community Church has a great tradition of what's been called freedom of the pulpit, mm-hmm. and that is that the pastor here is really trusted to you know articulate the themes that are coming up and to explore them and to work with the staff to develop worship around them, and it really feels very organic. It's coming up out of the life of the congregation, and people here... You know, I'm sure they give you ideas and thoughts all the time, yeah. right? And they're giving me thoughts, ideas, recommendations, and we can weave those into what we're doing. Absolutely. And so that's a that's a really great feature of being here. So always keeping our theme in mind. Yes. How do you think being a community church helps us be a more effective force for good? That's a great question. And I think the main part of that is a community church has to have a sense of what are the passions that really drive the congregation? You know, what are the strong interests? Because that's probably where the calling is, if Mm -hmm. we can use that language. And um, so again, it's not coming out from beyond us and therefore something we have to figure out how to maybe force into our life. We get to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that means, I think that can be harder. Uh, and more challenging to do that, but ultimately more rewarding because, you know, we we then become the author in a sense of what it is that we want to we want to do for the future. And this congregation has such a great tradition of commitment to local organizations, agencies, and so on that really I think make things. Uh, I think here again the congregation feels like they can really own that yeah. and be supportive of it. It sounds like being a community church gives us so much freedom to respond to our passions. It does. And lets us lead where the Spirit leads us and where our own instincts and the need of of our community and wider world leads us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, again, it goes back to this. It's a two-way street, right? And I think that's really what's powerful here. It's the staff, the clergy, the leadership constantly working with the congregation and the congregation coming back and saying these are things that are important to us and um, we can feel free to empower people and mobilize them hopefully help to equip them for what they want to be doing that's so exciting yeah well thanks ed thanks for explaining this to me i learned many things today well we hope it's (laughs) a little clearer than it might have been before right i I love our ask eds i'm I'm making a list of my own questions you you go right ahead i'm following it up with an ask leslie Uh oh oh jeez i've started it now yep (laughs) you did well we will see you all next week and thanks for listening blessings Thanks for listening. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the members and friends of Round Hill Community Church. 
You can find more episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and roundhillcommunitychurch.org.